Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is Tuesday morning. It is the 19th of January, 2021. It's a big time in America right now. We're switching over leadership. A lot of things are happening um, tomorrow. So it's a lot of preparation and God knows. So it's in God's hands. However, today's show is about us and understanding what gets in the way of our lives, even if it's ourselves or our relationships. What is a toxic situation? And how is it that we can reject a happy place faster than we can reject a toxic situation? We can say, oh, that's okay. That will always be there about a good thing. I can get to that. But first, I'm over here fighting this war with my toxic situation or my relationship. Why is it that some relationships or situations that are toxic and we can keep them for years? And even better... We don't even view it as toxic. We'll say, ah, that's just how people are. It's really interesting how we don't even know how to identify if something is toxic. And no one wants to walk around getting rid of their friends that they've invested time and love and energy into, and, and we, we love them. We constantly kept trying to make them feel better, get out of that place that they're in. But what we don't fight for is being around people who actually encourage us and hold us accountable. And the ones draining our energy with the negative behaviors or conversations or actions, we're like, hey, hang around. Yet what you don't realize is what's missing, and that is that your life 
your success, your potential, and your sanity are all at stake. And today, I didn't want to just talk about how how do you get rid of someone that's toxic. Most of us just take off because we don't know what to do. But our gut can sense a toxic person or a toxic relationship because if we're part of that toxic relationship, we're also going to be toxic. Whether we're fighting it or we are it. But if you find yourself feeling drained and abused and manipulated or devalued or deceived or they make you feel like you're so hard to love and respect because you're so wrong on so many issues or like you need to lower your standards to be in a relationship with someone that's one consideration of maybe I'm in the wrong place and I need to step back and and reassess might come in. I have had a couple situations in in my life where I did not recognize that something was toxic. How did I recognize? The toxicity got so far that the other person felt and I gave them that right so that was mine but I gave them that right to feel like they had the right to run my life so how did I do that how did I not identify that I was in a toxic place think about that because we know we don't feel good but we keep trying to turn lemons into lemonade and we can't figure out why the other person hasn't changed because we're going to change the world one person at a time. And I found out later on in life that the people that were the most toxic to me and the closest to me grew best Once I had to stop interacting because it actually was stopping me and taking my energy from me finishing school. That was one. That was younger. And for me, it became survival instinct that, oh, my God, I have to save myself. This person has, owns, and is running all of my energy. I didn't know the word toxic yet. They were putting me down. Indirectly, it was like this weird passive-aggressive thing. Made me feel obligated all the time to keep them happy with me or they were going to go. And I remember thinking, well, then just go. Why are you here? Not only why am I letting you be here, but why are you here? That was the hardest part for me. If they were so unhappy with me, then why did they keep themselves in my company? 
okay to say no. And that no was a complete sentence. I wanted to change them to be better people. Something in me knew that they were struggling with being negative. On my quest to do that, I was okay. Full permission to allow them to drain me, manipulate me, devalue me, deceive me. And I still kept coming back because I wanted to show them that we can overcome anything. Put me down. You do this. You do that. You don't listen. You, you this, you that. And I was the one listening. And I was the one doing all this stuff. But I was listening to them, not to me. I want you to hear that again. When we are in a toxic relationship and we stay there, we are listening to them, not to ourselves. The minute we start hearing ourselves, we can't stay, not in that same position. When our gut senses toxic, we know something's wrong, but we never, ever want to walk away because we're going to fix it. Because we think that someone who's that toxic can change. At least I did. And they can change. But it's it's got a high percentage of unlikely right behind it. What is certain is that nothing anyone else does can change them. That's for sure. We will be broken at times. We will have a broken heart at times. We will have a broken relationship. But if you are around someone who's breaking you and they have a string of people who stopped talking to them throughout their lives and that makes you even feel doubly guilty for calling an ace an ace, there's two things that are happening. One, you want to prove to them that someone can be loyal but at what expense, what price? But the other is you don't want to be that story coming out of their mouths that you failed them. Because most of the people they hang on to are people pleasers. And so somebody who's a person pleaser, let's say, people pleaser, they don't want to be a bad story, and they know it's coming because our gut knows what our brain will not say at times. That's the hardest part. So then you think about, you know, well, God, why is this person in my life? Why don't you remove them? as though it's God's job and we don't have free will. Why does this keep happening to me? 
And God is saying things to us like giving us little thoughts of awareness. This is not okay. Why did you gravitate towards there? What's our responsibility in enabling a toxic relationship? What if deeper inside we know we are the toxic person? And we don't know how to stop ourselves. How do we do that? Because God may remove someone from your life because that person is needed somewhere else. And you may be needed somewhere else. And we can only ride one horse at a time here. And in the bigger picture, if we remember that God has a plan for everyone's life, including that person that you're getting these red flags on, And God's plan might take them away from you or you from them, or it has to be mutual if one of you is going. But to remember that everything happens for a reason. They may need to fulfill their God-given purpose elsewhere. And you too. And you too. And those are the times when we start to see the space open up in our lives. But then we have to ask why and how. What did we learn? Because if we didn't learn, we're going to bring someone else with those traits right back into our lives. It's going to make us feel comfortable because we already know what to do. So my thought is that instead of talking about how to get rid of that bad, toxic person because they have a purpose too, I really want to talk about identifying on the way in, making a decision on the way in. What are markers that you can say, oh, my God, that's a red flag in the beginning. And the first way is to assess how you started this relationship that now somehow faded out of your lives, both of you. How you walked in, what you accepted, how big did your brain really believe that you're going to change someone and show them the good in life. Because a lot of times, if you interact with a toxic, like a really toxic person, and you're trying to bring out the best in them, they are going to knock you down at your knees for being kind and for being nice. They're going to knock you to their knees. I had a wife of a husband of 40 years. As soon as that husband walked away from the table, tried to hurt my image of her very own husband by saying he thinks he's perfect because he's kind. 
and my heart sank to my stomach. It just sank. Normally, I would want to fix someone like that, the wife. But I was so shocked that her mask came off, and she shared that with me, that I I didn't even blink. I did not want to continue the conversation because in the inner, inner part of me, I recognized that if this person can harm the reputation of her very own husband of 40 years who's taken, I know because I've known them, great care of not only her but the entire family and that that's all he cares about. That day after I left, it was so toxic that I couldn't even eat the rest of the day. I was sick to my stomach my whole way home. But there was something I did at that time that was innate in me because I've seen it before. I've seen these people before. I've taken them into my home. I tried to show them that life is good. Like, hey, don't, don't despair over here. But knowing on my way in, knowing on my way in, took away that whole drama in my life about how to get someone out that I let in. Because I let so many in, I started calling it the opposite language. They're not speaking in love. They're speaking in the lacks of love, in injured love. But if they're 60 years old talking like that, who am I to come in with my steamroller of love? They want it from me. But if they're talking that way about their spouse, I will be talked that way as soon as I am no longer brand new. The first step of getting rid of anything toxic or a person that's toxic, is actually just recognizing the fact that it's harming you. How did that feel to hear that? Because there's more to come if you buy that one. So what do you do? You're sitting there and you meet someone and you want to like them, you want to stay part of this group that you're in, And you know that this person possesses these traits. And they can't help it. And they're in your life for a reason. And their soul is not any more or less important than yours is. So you've gotten, you know, it's like you're going through all your filters trying to say, well, God, am I a bad person if I don't participate? Are we? Because we sure as heck feel bad when we need to run, not walk away. But a lot of times we run when we've taken it until we can't take it anymore. It does not feel good. The toxic person will be like, oh, no, not another person, and they can't figure out why because they couldn't hear 
the person who was trying to tell them, hey, don't call everywhere. Don't call inbox, DM, and email me and then put these weird messages on your page that are talking about me without talking about me. Like that's stalking, that's harassment. And you ask them to stop and they don't. And there's someone you've known for 15 years or 14 years. Just the relief of not being chased down all day with constant phone calls, constant, just any way they can get to you. But how do you recognize that in the beginning? Because in the beginning, all that attention feels like we're close. Like, wow, you get me. But just in the beginning, when you meet someone, a lot of times toxic people are like chameleons. So they come in, and no matter what you say, they've done it, they understand it, they're your best friend. So ask yourself, the friends that I have that I've had for my lifetime, for 50 years, for 40 years, for 30 years, since I was a kid. What has been the one thing that's been consistent in my best relationships? Is that we're we're just slow and steady. We're not whirlwinds, so we can sustain, because no one can sustain a whirlwind. But we can sustain slow and steady because we get to know each other over time. It's not just a huge information dump in the beginning. That's why I always say the faster you jump in a relationship is the faster you'll go out. How many times have we heard of people getting married in two weeks of meeting each other or a week of meeting each other and they're in Vegas and there's a picture of them in some chapel and then we hear about them getting divorced like two weeks after that so identifying that toxicity asking yourself questions about this person's role in your life yes I met this person yes it's a lot of fun but I either need to slow this down so I know what I'm getting into. I've seen this before. I've heard about this before. I know my antenna's going up because I really don't know this person, but I'm already pledging some kind of loyalty because we're so alike. But who am I pledging loyalty to and why am I even thinking about doing that. Are they telling me they own me once I'm there? And then telling me how they're going to own me? Like, oh, we'll do this and we'll do that. And really, you're going to be doing all that. And they're going to come along for the ride. So what do you do in the very beginning? That's when you ask questions because they're going to tell you anything you want to know in the beginning. Who's in their lives? How is their relationship with their families? 
Are all their friends new friends? Are all their old friends bad people? Really listen, because that will be your time with them, especially if it is a romantic relationship. Be firm about who you are when you meet them. Because when you're going to have to leave at some point, if it's really that toxic, you're going to have to be firm. You're going to have to set boundaries. You can't be too nice about it. You have to realize it's not your job to save them. And you got to know that when it's done, it's done. You have to treat your separation like the breakup that it is at some point. So you have to understand what you are allowing your soul to take on from others. Because people from the outside in, if they see someone in a relationship like that, they'll be like, oh, that'll never happen to me. How do you know that? The only way you would know that is if you are aware of the fact that toxic can be invited in. Because a lot of what we experience with someone who's toxic is the relentless way that their behaviors trigger us. They're constantly pushing our envelope. And then the minute you start to get space, let's say you had a day off or two days off or three days off, and you start feeling like, wow, I could breathe again. How come I can't breathe when I'm there? What's going on? And then you think, oh, well, I'm going to talk to them about it. And then you go and you talk to them and they turn it all on you. Well, that's your fault. I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't ask you to do that. Here you are thinking you're going to go in with your feelings and then your own feelings get used against you. Then you try to speak up and validate yourself and then they put you down. Then you try to set a boundary and they say, oh, you always say that. So you have to ask yourself, what do you admire about them? And be honest, because there may be a lot you admire. What was your contribution to this relationship? Why did you invite them in? What about them was so attractive to you that you felt this was going to make your life richer or better or more full? And if you're not there, do you feel guilty for leaving? Someone who makes you feel guilty all day long for not doing what they want you to do, demanding it. Because something in us allows, allows, is attracted to, feels a need, even if it is just that beginning love and attention constant that we get while they're learning us. Anybody who's over 20 years old can identify a toxic relationship afterwards, but it's super hard to do going in. It's super hard to do going in. So how do you know if someone is toxic? They leave you feeling emotionally exhausted. They intimidate you to get their way. They try to control you by guilt tripping. They're easily jealous. 
They constantly see themselves as a victim. They give backhanded compliments, and they're way over the top defensive. Over and over and over again. I see Ali says, have a good day. Have a good day, Ali. We are open to everything. And we have to have a filter in us to be able to keep us thriving rather than stepping back and trying to fix something or someone that really does not want it or ask for it. They just need someone to control. Ask questions in the beginning and listen to the answers because those answers will be you. You guys, I love you so very much. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. This show just went by so fast. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.